This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel. G'day, Steve Menzies here, and this is the Seagulls Business Podcast, hosted by Seagulls Commercial Manager Ben Brody and Chief Commercial Officer Luke Tucker. Each week, Ben and Luke will be joined by Seagulls corporate partners and other special guests to chat about all things business. And of course, a bit of footy. The Seagulls Business Podcast is proudly presented by Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. Now, let's get down to business. Thank you, Beaver, and hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Seagulls Business Podcast, proudly presented by our media partner, ASCII Live Media. My name's Ben Brody, Commercial Manager of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, and I'm joined by my co-host and Chief Commercial Officer of the Seagulls, Luke Tucker. Hello, Luke. Hey, Ben. Joining us today, a special episode, we have from Industry Group and brand new sponsor of the Manly Seagulls, founder and managing director, Jason Stenning, and general manager, John Fleming. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Morning, Stenning guys. Stenning and Fleming. I haven't noticed that before. <laughs> nice rhyming. Uh, morning, nice, nice trip down from Central Coast. Your offices are in West Gosford. But of course, Jason, you know the area very well. Born and raised in Manly, I believe. Yeah, that's right, Ben. Born in Manly Hospital. I grew up in uh, Bagala. Did my high schooling at Bagala Boys. So I've uh, got a lot of connections down on the, the northern beaches. And what about yourself, John? Is there a hint of an accent in the voice there? Am I grabbing something? Yeah, a lot of people think that, actually. I spent three years in Melbourne and everyone was wondering <laughs> what the weird accent Mexican was. Mexican accent, is it? It's actually, an, I'm a Nova Castrian, so born and bred in Newcastle. but um, Man of the people. Exactly, yes. Excellent. Indeed. So our fans and our members would have seen the, the grand announcement of Industry Group coming on as the brand new sponsor of the Manly Seagulls, emblazoned across the front of the Manly Seagulls playing shorts. John, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what Industry Group does. I know that people, and pardon the pun, within the industry would know you guys very well, but for the casual fan out there, they're probably eager to know what the newest Manly Seagull sponsor does. Sure. Thanks for that. Well, yes, I joined Industry Group, uh, fortunate enough to join the business as general manager and an equity shareholder in the business. I've known Jason for 20 plus years. They've got a great business model. The industry model of designer and manufacturers of premium PPE um, has really started to materialise in the market now, uh, has great brand awareness. We have uh, national distribution partners on board to promote and sell our key personal protective equipment lines. So, you know, we're doing really well. That national exposure and coverage is getting our key brands, as in Epic and Pitbull, are two of our primary brands into the market marketplace and you know a lot of end users are starting to really hear about some of our key lines where we particularly specialize in high cut protection level gloves in the Epic brands and Pitbull brands. We're trying to make more that a household name though so it resonates and gives us opportunity to tap into all segments across the Australian marketplace. Okay gents now something that's really prevalent in today's society is the focus on reducing emissions and we see it a lot across a number of industries. Uh, Jason a quote that's been not attributed to you but about you 
and I'll say it word for word, he is committed to developing an ethical and environmentally responsible culture for his businesses focusing on sustainable growth. So proof is in the pudding. Can you tell us a little bit more about your focus on reducing emissions through your carbon neutral strategy? Yeah, sure, Ben. Uh, Back in 2011, it was becoming um, quite prominent in the press and industry as well. Uh, that there was a major focus and shift for environmentally friendly products and business operations as well. We decided uh, as a a business we needed to take responsibility for the impact we're having on the environment. A lot of businesses still don't, some do, but we take pride in being an early adopter back in 2011 of um, getting audited and offsetting all of our carbon emissions and we have since then. So it's something we uh, take great pride in. It means that our full business operations are carbon neutral. Every product we sell is carbon offset. So we feel like it's a pretty uh, special offering that we we have in our space in the market. We're not aware of anyone that challenges it at the moment, but we do try and encourage our competitors alike to challenge us and get onto that into that space. Be responsible and offset your emissions. Now I'm all, I'm a bit of a sucker for a good logo story. I absolutely love a good logo story, and I love your logo. I love that it's got a bit of the NRL logo in there. Um, I think you were leading the way and the NRL have now copied your logo and flipped it around the other way. But We, don't, us- we don't need to talk about copyright infringements. <laughs> we're all friends here. <laughs> well, t- tell us about the logo and obviously with the, the tree on the end, which a lot of people wouldn't realise is the play on words with industry and then the tree in the logo, the gears yeah. around the sides. Tell us the story around that. When I decided to put a contemporary, meaningful logo, which was going to be our brand and where we speak from the heart about our business, it was really important that we develop something appropriate. I started off thinking, well, how, how can I marry the, the industrial aspect of our business with the environment that we're so focused on being responsible to and accountable to? So I thought the cog shape represents the industrial gears that make our business work. So that, that forms the, the framework around the logo. Inside the logo... We've got the three three spikes or, or points that represent a tree. So it blends the two together where industrial and environment can come together and work, you know, in a symbiotic relationship where as our business grows, we're not having a negative impact on the environment. So I needed it to encompass our vision. I needed it to look modern and, and cool. Everybody loves a, a cool logo, like you said, Luke. It took a while, probably took nearly a year to, to come up with the concept and the fine tuning and tweaking of it. And obviously the spelling of our name, industry, I-N-D-U-S-T-R-E-E, also focuses on that combination of industrial and environment, living harmoniously together. Yeah, I like it. It's excellent. Looks good on the front of our shorts too, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it'll stay there for a while. And and designed in-house too. Like we came up to your premises at West Gosford a few weeks ago now and we're really impressed with the setup there and I guess opened our eyes to the staff you've got there that are doing all the design and the um, all the marketing in-house. Yeah, it's a huge asset to have for our business, having our, our graphic design and web development, everything on site and in-house. Uh, we're, we're very lucky to have some world, world-class graphic designers and coders in there, um, and they are absolutely critical to our, our business operations and, and our marketing as well. Speaking of world-class, the display of Manly Seagull's memorabilia down the hallway was pretty world-class. And what about that music studio? How good was that? <laughs> that was a nice surprise up the back. Yeah, so if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just uh, quickly talk about that uh, your love of music you bought a world-class recording studio at your west gosford offices uh, some people m- may very well know it it's the iconic damien gerard studios luke and i had a look we were blown away yeah um look it was a fortuitous situation where i got introduced to uh, marshall cullen 
who was the previous owner of Damien Gerard Studios, and he was considering winding the business up after the, the current premises that they were in was closed down and they weren't renewing the lease. And I looked at the history that had gone through there, all the great Australian artists and, and the history that the studio had, and I just thought, you know, the, the analogue industry for music is, is declining and I, d- I just didn't want to see another studio disappear. So I got introduced to Marshall, uh, showed him the space at West Gosford, which I'd inadvertently purchased by telling my wife it was for the industry group to have a uh, corporate head office. And it is, it is, but the studio is attached to it. Sure. Uh, so it was a, a dual purpose acquisition for me, as far as I, I was concerned. And yeah, fast forward 18 months, we've relocated Damien Gerard Studios into that West Gosford facility. Extensive um, investment into fit out and equipment and talent acquisition as well. And happy to, to say that it, it's booked out very heavily. Some very iconic Australian artists coming in regularly. And, and yeah, we couldn't be happier with how it's progressing. Such a good vibe. It was like, I just felt like, even though I'm terrible at playing guitar, I just felt like I just wanted to get into it when I was there. It's just like, and then you kind of walk out the door and then it's back to business. Although we get the sense of, as we get to know you guys and visiting your premises, we think there's a real family culture. And even though you get down and you get shit done when it comes to business, there's also a great family vibe up in your offices. Yeah, look, the the company culture and the the demeanor of, of our operations and our team, really important. We always want that positive energy in the place and being relaxed too. I think we get a lot of um, good results out of our focused yet, you know, relaxed approach to things, whether it be music in the studio or whether it be, you know, a massive tender for government. It's, um, it's a mindset, it's a focus. But as you mentioned in the studio, our, our main focus there was to create an atmosphere of comfort. Creatives love comfort. They don't feel like feeling pressure. So we've actually built that. It was engineered that way so that when you walk in, the, the mood lighting and the, the, the lounges and everything create that space for creativity. So I think um, we, we've got a good site and we enjoy both the, the industrial and commercial aspect of it and the, the music side as well. I think we're going to get a few of the manly legends up there one day to, I don't think any of them can actually play any music, but we'll get them up there. We might do a bit of a video for social media. Beaver on the guitar and Max on the vocals, maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Reminds me <laughs> of the, the six and out cricketers back in the day. That was probably uh, not needed. Anyway, it's a good mix of, as you said, business and pleasure. And uh, Luke and I were blown away when not only when we saw the studios, but also the uh, framed manly memorabilia. And as we hear in the background, that uh, is the signal for the end of the first half. We will take a very quick break. We'll let the gentlemen have some oranges, talk to Des about their strategy in the second half. We'll hear from our sponsor and we will come back for the second half chatting with Jason Stenning and John Fleming from Industry Group. Industry Group is an Australian-owned leading innovator in the design, manufacture and supply of personal protective equipment, safety products and solutions that don't cost the earth. To find out more about how Industry Group and their range of high-quality PPE products and safety solutions can provide value for money and a safer working environment for your business, visit industry.com.au. That's I-N-D-U-S-T-R-E-E dot com.au. Industry Group is a proud senior partner of the Manly Warringah Seagulls. 
And welcome back to the second half of our chat today with Industry Group Founder and Managing Director Jason Stenning and General Manager John Fleming. Gentlemen and Jason, first to you, I want to talk about rugby league and Manly specifically. You grew up on the Northern Beaches. Can you remember, what's your first memory of rugby league and the Manly Seagulls specifically? Then it'd have to be my grandmother taking me to Brookie Oval on a Sunday uh, to watch the, the Mighty Sea Eagles play. Awesome. And uh, How sit, old were you, can you remember? I would have been probably five or six, I think, at the time. And uh, sitting on the, the bench behind the, the uprights, the northern end of the field, yep. and having a pie and sauce and a Coke and uh, watch a Manly win. Fantastic. So were you one of the 10 kids that actually watched the game or you're one of the thousands of kids that just came to the game to go down on the for sale signs or cardboard boxes <laughs> down the back of the hill? Luke, I did not miss one minute of any game. Excellent. It wasn't about fun for me. Straight away, I had a, um, a competitive nature from day one and um, my grandmother just basically got me hooked on the Sea Eagles. So she converted me early and basically took me to every home game at Brookvale Oval for, for many years. What a great story to now end up as a sponsor of the club that you've supported since such a young age. Yeah, um, feel very lucky to be in the position that we are to be able to, to be engaged with a, a team that I love. It's such an iconic Australian brand as well. Yeah, very, very blessed. So I presume at five years old, that would have been the famous 1978 premiership winning season. That's correct. Can you remember that? I mean, you were only a, a young fella. Can you remember those, you know, grand final victories in, in 78? I don't remember great detail. I remember more the stories of, of speaking with with my grandmother and my family afterwards. But yeah, there, there were many, many games under that black dot that, uh, that I remember my, a lot of details about, yeah. Who was your favourite player growing up, Jason? Oh, look, it's very hard to say. The, the, there's been so many greats, but straight away comes to mind Graham Eady, Phil Blake, um, Alan Thompson, and uh, one a player that doesn't get spoken a lot about that actually taught me how to goal kick by watching him at Brookvale Oval was Mike Eden. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I think he was one of the first round-the-corner kickers that became a, a successful goal kicker, and uh, that's how I, I, I kicked all my, my career as well. Right, so you went on then to play rugby league. Tell me about that. Who did you play for? Yeah, I started off playing rugby union for Seaforth Raiders, yep. um, where I played 5'8", and I uh, was a in-play general kicker and goal kicker as well, and then uh, a few years later, played for the Narrowena Hawks. Fantastic. So if Ruben's struggling, we just need to get you to put down the four pines and come down and have a kick for goal. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good sideline critic these days. <laughs> uh, th th those boys are way too big and fast and fit for me. So did you use sand when you used to take the shots at yeah. goal? Yeah, it was sand. Some days it was good, some days it was bad. I've never kicked with a tee, so I've got no idea what it'll be like kicking with one of those things. Well, we may have to take you out to the field after the game. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Kick for cash. <laughs> and then going up through all those years, I mean, you, you saw probably the greatest success of the Manly Seagulls from the late 70s, the mid 90s, late 80s, of course, as well, right to where we are today. Any of those premiership winning years or even not premiership winning years stand out for you as far as the greatest time of being a fan? It's a really good question. It's, it's not easy to answer. I've always felt an affinity and like Luke mentioned too, I've got quite a number of frayed jerseys in our, in our offices. The one that I prize the most is the 1973 one, which is the year I was born, so I didn't even get to watch it. But uh, being my birth year, that, that, that's always a special one for me. But I think in recent memory, the most meaningful one for me would have been 2011, purely because it was um, the team itself had more players that I felt I could relate to. 
and yeah, it was just seemed like a, a special one. I can't really put my finger on why, but uh, that's the main jersey that I've got framed behind my desk in my office. Yeah, I'd say the 73 and the 2011 stand out for me. And 10, ten year anniversary for that 2011 one next year, which is also our 75th year. So hopefully yeah, we might huge. have another special jersey for you huge. next year. To Let's, hang, hope hang so. office, eh? <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. 73, obviously you're a bit too young to enjoy a grand final victory. 2011, where were you? Can you tell us a little bit about that day? It meant so much to you. So what were the celebrations like? What was the build-up like? To be honest, on the spot, I, I can't remember where I was. Um, I know I was with family, our whole family, bar a couple that have drifted from the, the path of wisdom, uh, are all Manly supporters. Uh, so there's dozens of us. It's usually a family affair. There would have been several beers and, and bourbons consumed. And yeah, I can't remember anything specifically about it, but... Um, it means that, that means there was plenty consumed then. You don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. Look, I think that's why I bought the jersey, so I could uh, remember we actually won it in 2011. <laughs> and what about you, John? Obviously, we're aware that you're involved in the round ball game and you do a lot of coaching, but we're also aware that we're slowly converting you. And how can we not now that industry is so involved with the Seagulls? Yeah, 100%. I think the key um, with people that play sports, generally they have an appreciation for elite athletes and what they do. So I've played the round ball game. I still play now at 51 in the over 35 A's comp on the Central Coast and I love it. But, you know, I love any sport where you see people pit themselves against one another or even individual sports where they're giving their best and achieve and inspire people. And that's essentially, you know, for me what sport's about if it engages the public and gives people hopes and dreams that's a good thing and for me growing up yeah I played the round ball game but I was a firm manly supporter in my young days and I, I still vividly remember around nine years of age in 78 when manly I think beat Cronulla and I'm yep. pretty sure you know time passes by but I'm pretty sure the grand final was a draw and there was a replay Yes. Um, and then in the, the replay manly smashed Cronulla and that was a pretty great feeling and I remember we had a black and white TV back then I didn't watch it on TV I went to my next door neighbour's place we listened to it on on the radio and I was going berserk you know because I had a lot of childhood heroes just because I played uh, soccer you know Graham Moody was my all-time favorite but you know I love Crusher Cleal and Max Krilich, they were a couple of my favourites and that's that's what it's about. It's aspiring and, you know, there's plenty of times I got out there in the park and I was either Graham Moody if I was taking a bomb or Crusher Cleal if I was making a big busting run. So. Or Max if you're in a bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, Maxie, Maxie's a fan of industry now. I think he's after a new set of gloves. Yeah. We saw him wearing this... Um, these ugly old Sherpa gloves at the game the other night. So I think he's up for a pair of good epic gloves. Yeah, I think we're going to have to upgrade him pretty soon, I think. Definitely. John, obviously in 1988, the Newcastle Knights came into the competition. So understandably, as a Novocastrian, you got behind that team and... Um we don't need to talk about 97, but... Uh, Newcastle I... have won the grand final. <laughs> yes, bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. I believe recently you've even been spotted wearing a manly jersey around the offices. I, I have. You know, they. there's always this thing I've taught my son loyalty. You know, you follow one team or whatever, but, you know, when you're, you're born a Novocastrian, there's, there's an affinity there. So I feel that two loyalties in the case of the rugby league is a fair thing. So, you know, being a Novocastrian, Newcastle, are always got to be near and dear and I want them to win and I want them to be successful. But having said that, 
Manly were in the competition when I was growing up, Newcastle weren't. So Manly were my team. So there's always a soft spot for them and that will continue. And I think with the sponsorship now, that's certainly a major driver to, to drive engagement and me want it, wanting to be a part of that and see the success of Manly Sea Eagles and in turn industry being part of that success and trying to contribute where we can to see that success happen on and off the field and more importantly in the nursery grounds of junior uh, rugby league, which we want to see. And mate, you've said it so well. Let's discuss that in regards to the sponsorship side. You're talking about brand exposure as industry group moves into its next stages, but you are also very interested in the fact that you get branding on the junior team shorts next year. Rugby league is important to many people, not just from an NRL level, from the top level, but all the way down. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, the aspect of being on the shorts for the Seagulls and juniors, that, that's a great brand exposure opportunity for the business. But importantly, as I've said, it starts in the nursery grounds. You know, young players develop, they have role models, they hopefully have great coaches. And I've been a coach for 13 years in a row coaching my son and only just finished coaching him in the last couple of years. But these young people aspire to be the best and hopefully, you know, not everyone's going to make it. It's We know it's a, it's less than 1% that will get a career out of it. But just that hope that it brings and, you know, keeping young kids off the street, on the straight and narrow, a purpose, teamwork, camaraderie. We want to be part of that. So having industry on the shorts is really important to us. It starts to get our name out there. And if we can contribute and be part of that, you know, and, and these types of programs helping subsidise the cost of registration, that imperative, make sure every junior junior player can play rugby league if they so desire. It's, it's it's a game for the people and an opportunity to sort of irrespective of culture background, income, that people can come together as, as players and teammates and bond friendships forever that start as juniors but become lifetime friendships and that's an exciting part to engage in as part of the sponsorship. And I guess it's the beautiful circle of life as Jason mentioned going to the ground as a five-year-old, watching the team run around then. You know, hopefully there's five-year-olds watching the game this weekend, getting excited about the Daily Cherry Evans and the uh, the Ruben Garricks and the Jake Trebojeviches as role models and for people to look up to, not only as footy players, but as decent human beings as well. Absolutely. What's, what I always love too about the junior element of it, like the, the branding on the junior shorts, is it becomes personal. So you've got millions, millions of people across the country seeing the logo on the, on the NRL players' shorts, and it's kind of like this, yeah, that, that's, that's at the top level. But what I love is mum's washing the shorts every week when her son or daughter finishes playing weekend footy, and it just becomes personal. They're hanging them out to dry on the, on the line, and that logo is there for hundreds of kids across the region just kind of brings back home that personal approach and who knows those parents of those kids that are playing they could then go subconsciously they keep seeing industry keep seeing industry and then that could result in a new business opportunity for you guys yeah absolutely the, the brand recall is important look as much as we're getting involved because we do want to do it for the the passion that we feel for the the sea eagles there's obviously the commercial aspect as well that's yeah. our job now mm. is to turn that we, we need to make sure that it's not just a passion play for you guys that it's a strong business decision as well yeah absolutely and, and i wanted to thank both Ben and, and yourself too for the professionalism that you've shown us, engaging us in in the way that we can join together as a partnership. You know, it's not something that we're looking at where, where it's ego driven. We want to really contribute and, and help the club and the, the corporate side of it as well. Uh, the fact that we get to see, um, you know, the brand that we love on a, a team that we love is is just a perfect marriage for us. 
Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's probably a great way to kick off a relationship both from a professional, but there's a bit of fun to be had as well. And I know we uh, had a few beers at the footy a couple of weeks ago, saw a great manly win. So to many more great manly wins, to a season that has been strange and bizarre, but sometimes that provides opportunity and new relationships. And we thank you for coming on board. We really appreciate the fact that not only are you a Manly fan and a new Manly fan, John, of course, or a new old Manly fan, you're invested in the team from both a financial but also an emotional point of view. Exactly the type of people we like having here at the Seagulls. Yeah, we're glad to be a part of it. And um, just officially, so John's aware, um, I'm implementing a company policy now that there's no Newcastle jerseys allowed on our, our, our office uh, premises at all ever again. Fantastic. We'll be we'll be making sure we have people coming up in a minute, Lee, to check on that. So just, just be aware, John. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming and visiting us today. Uh, you've made the trip down from your West Gosford offices. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, John and Jason from Industry Group. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Luke. This has been the Seagulls Business Podcast, presented by and recorded in the studios of Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Seagulls on LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Seagulls podcast channel shows, head to seagulls.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII Live Media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel. 